Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, apart from you we can do nothing. So I pray that by the work, the power, the presence of the Holy Spirit, that your living word would go forth at this time, and that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight. For you alone, O Lord, are our strength, and you alone are our Redeemer. Amen. Years ago, back in the um, early 90s, as the um, big hair of the 80s was fading away and as a new decade began, I had the opportunity to travel down to Orlando to be with my grandmother while she had knee replacement surgery. And it was, uh, it was great to have the opportunity to do that, and it was great in any number of ways to be there uh, with my grandmother during that time. And a couple of things I remember vividly from that experience, and, and the first is from when we arrived at the hospital and we pulled up to the front of the hospital. And as we pulled up to the front of the hospital, I put the car in park and went and opened the door for grandmother and she and she got out and I went around to the back to, to get the bags. And as I was getting her bags, she said, oh, don't worry about those, dear. Someone will get those for us. Um, and I thought, you know, Grand, and I, so I said, you know, I really don't. She had been fortunate, uh, probably the last time she'd been in the hospital was probably about 50 years earlier when my aunt was born. So I said, you know, I, I don't know that there's a hospital bellhop um, that's going to come and, uh, and, and get these bags. So I went ahead and I, I got the bags and we went inside and she went through the registration, etc. Went up um, to the room. I left her there in the room, went back to, to park the car. And when I got back from parking the car and walked in the room, um, she hadn't moved. She still sat there. Uh, on the side of the bed, her her bags were still in the same place, and I, I said, "Well, Grandma, what, uh, Grandma, what's the story?" And she said, "Well, uh, this room has a terrible view." Um, and I've called down to the front desk, and I've asked them to move me to another room. And, and I said, "I thought, you know, again, this is this isn't the Hilton." Um, and but but to my surprise, a few minutes later, a man arrived and took my grandmother and her bags um, to a new room, and 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 there we were. And as I say, those things stand out. Uh, in my in my memory for a lot of different reasons, but one of the reasons is this, and, and in that experience there is an air of what we hear in the gospel this morning, and, and that is this, my expectations were too small. Uh, my grandmother had much different expectations than I had, and it turns out um, that my expectations were too small, and there was more available um, than I realized, and, and the problem uh, was with the paucity of my expectations. There was far more available than I imagined. And I share that with you because in the gospel that we hear from this morning, uh, Jesus extends to his followers far more than we dreamed was available. He explodes um, our expectation uh, as he gathers um, his followers around him and as he calls them um, friends. And the expectations that we have about God, the caricatures that we have about God are blown up. And of course, we bring any number of caricatures to God and the way that we perceive him, the way that we imagine him. Perhaps uh, we tend to fall into the trap of, of thinking that God is as loving, yes, uh, and kind, but distant uh, and certainly not involved uh, in the day to day minutia of our lives, sort of benign and distant. Um, perhaps um, the uh, caricature you fall into is more of God as the harsh taskmaster who's stern, who's hard, who's waiting for his people to slip up and watching in case they do. Or, or perhaps 
uh, the caricature is of God basically as the kindly um, honor uncle who sort of nods and winks and overlooks our indiscretions and our faults and, and, and basically lets us do um, anything that we want. And of course, the reality of this is that none of those um, is sufficient. God um, blows all of those out of the water. But, but even as we hear that God is not um, easily encapsulated, we also see in the gospel this morning that he, neither is he inscrutable. Um, he desires to reveal himself to us. He desires to make himself known to us, both what he is like and what he is like in relationship with you and with me. He, he reveals um, to the disciples, he reveals to his followers, he reveals to you and to me the amazing relationship which is made available with him, uh, that we are able to be called his friends, Jesus Christ, the friend of sinners. Uh, and surely um, the disciples' um, expectations were expanded um, at that moment. And I pray that ours will be as well. But I, I don't know about you, but as I, as I hear those words initially, while they're initially amazing, uh, the fact that Jesus would call us friends, uh, absolutely um, profound and amazing and words of tremendous good news and hope. But, but let me ask you this, as you hear those words, am I the only one that feels a certain amount of concern as well? As I say, initially, gosh, that sounds fantastic. But then when I start to think about it, I feel a little concerned as well. And the reason behind that is this. Friendship is a two-way street. And as Jesus calls his friends, really, quite frankly, my concern is not for Jesus holding up his end of the bargain. My concern is me holding up my end of the bargain. What type of friend will I be? And also, in addition to that, we hear Jesus as he talks about um, what he desires for his friends to do, he desires for us to love one another as he has loved us. Uh, he desires for us um, to remain in him. He desires for us um, to abide in him. He desires for us to obey um, his commandments. And, and I don't know about y'all, but while we may present fairly well on the outside, um, how are you doing that? How are you doing with that in your life? How are you doing, uh, quite frankly, not at loving your enemies, but just loving the people you're supposed to love. Um, how are you holding up um, in your um, obedience to the commands of God? Are, are you dwelling in, remaining in, um, abiding uh, in God? As I say, I, I initially received those words with tremendous encouragement, but then when I stopped to think about them, and perhaps you as well, there's a cause for a certain amount of concern. As Jesus calls us to love one another as he has loved us, as he calls us to abide in him, as he calls us to obey um, his commandments. And as, as he says those words, one of the things I want to think, is he setting us up? Um, is, he, is he setting the disciples? Because he knew their track record. Um, they, they weren't new to him. Uh, he, doesn't, he didn't suddenly fly off half-cocked and sort of throw out this idea. He knew what their track record had been like. He knew them better than they knew themselves. He knows you and me as well. And the many ways uh, in which we fail, the many ways in which we approach this in a way which is, which is fleeting, and yet he calls us um, to be his friends and he calls us to love one another as he has loved us. Are, are we being, uh, are they being set up? Because surely um, he knew their hearts and surely he knew their track records. And I would say to some degree, um, in a good way, we are. And the reason I, I say that is this, we're, we're set up to see um, how we're able to actually accomplish that, how that begins to be possible um, in our lives, if you look at the entire 15th chapter of John's gospel, we begins uh, by describing what the relationship uh, between us and himself is like. He describes himself 
uh, as the vine and that we are the that we are the branches and that apart from him, um, we can do nothing. The amazing word of good news, which goes forth with this call, which Jesus extends to us, the call to be in relationship with him, the call to be united with him is this, is that the union which Christ initiates between us and himself, the union, the call to us to be his friend, the union which Christ originates, the union, this union with Christ, it originates in his initiative and it is sealed by his death on our behalf. Let me, let me say that again. What, I, what, what we're told is this, is that, is that our hope, that our relationship with Christ, that our friendship um, with Christ, with our ability to bear any fruit in our lives, does not depend upon yours and my moral efforts. It doesn't depend on the fact that, you know what, we've, we've tried enough, and we've been persistent enough, and we've worked hard enough and long enough, and now finally um, we can love other people. Um, now finally we can love the way that Jesus loved us. Or I've tried hard enough and long enough that finally um, I'm obedient by my sheer force of will. Were that the message, um, we should walk away this day very discouraged. Uh, but the reality, the, the good news which explodes our expectations, which gives to us the gift of being friends of God is this, is that uh, that friendship begins with Jesus' initiative on our behalf. And that friendship is sealed once and for all, by what he's accomplished for us through his cross and through his resurrection. You and I are called to be people um, who bear fruit. We're called to be people who love one another as Jesus loves us. We're called to remain and to abide in his love. And we do that um, not by finally getting our act together enough, but by dwelling on the reality um, that Jesus Christ has come into the world to seek and to save us. He's called us to himself in relationship with God and with one another. He has made the initiative in this relationship. He's laid down his life and through the cross and through the resurrection seals the hope which we have. Uh, And it is by uh, dwelling on that, reflecting on that, abiding in the reality of an unmerited love which is given to you and to me that our lives can begin to bear fruit. Um, Not through our power, but through his power working in us. And as we hear that this day, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks, we give you praise that you have sought us, that you called us to yourself um, as your friends, not based on our merits, but upon your mercies. By the work of your Holy Spirit, enable the power of this truth to abide within our hearts, to expand um, our hopes and our expectations, because we know um, that they're not based in ourselves, but in you, um, who has first loved us. And these things we ask in your name. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.